My name is Craig Pickett. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Welcome back to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Hey, we've had Scott Ashton on once before, and I wanted to bring him back. Um, Scott is the new owner, president, and CEO of Aerox Oxygen Systems down in uh, Florida. He recently bought the company and uh, is working to take it to new levels. So, uh, Scott, welcome. Welcome back. Craig, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back again. So, you know, so one day I'm talking to you, you're all fat, dumb, and happy up in Connecticut. Next day I talk to you, you're like, hey, I bought a company in Florida and uh, we're taking it to the new level. What, uh, tell is, me it more. Is, it's one of those stories, Craig. I literally packed up the car on a Sunday morning with everything I could fit into the back of a Lincoln hybrid, which isn't much, and I drove to Florida. And um, the, the business had been brought to me by Bill Alderman, uh, back in late February, early March, late February. And, um, you know, I, I credit him because he saw that this was, this was the right opportunity for me because, you know, he, he and I know each other and that this was the right opportunity for Aerox. So, um, you know, I started doing a little bit of due diligence, um, started putting together the money that I thought I was going to need to buy the business. And the more I looked into it, and the more I researched the space and the more I thought about what I wanted to do with the rest of my career, this was just the perfect opportunity for me. So that's why I packed up the car and told my wife, I'll see you in a couple months and drove down to Florida. See and it's happens. been a whirlwind ever since. So you, yeah, so your experience is pretty, pretty varied. Yeah. You, you, you associated air group, which was a Sikorsky, you know, Lockheed Martin company. And yep. you ran that for a couple of years and then you left and then you were general manager of a smaller company in Long Island. And now that you're a, an entrepreneur actually is, you know, he's got his money into the business. What have you learned along the way? You know, it was really a natural progression for me. Last time we talked, you know, we talked about the tugboat analogy and, you know, that's really my DNA is, is to be in the tugboat. And, um, you know, what I, what I learned along the way was that I really like running and growing companies. And, you know, after doing it twice, um, you know, at, at, a, at a big company inside of a much bigger company, and then a smaller family run company, I realized that I, I had the ability to do it myself, um, and, and build, you know, build wealth for, for me and my family. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's when I look back, and I, and, and over the course of my career through the engi engineering, the marketing and sales and, and then operations and running, uh, running a couple of businesses, you know, the skill sets that I use every day, it goes right back to the beginning of my career. So, mm -hmm. you know, my entire career was really um, a, a progression that led me to, you know, to owning this company. So Aerox, you make, you, you manufacture and repair oxygen systems for general yeah. aviation. Yeah, so it's general aviation, business aviation, 
helicopters, we, uh, we supply the emergency oxygen system for the 609 tilt rotor. So, uh, you know, I, I like to say oxygen engineered for aviators. So, you know, we're not just a, a small supplier of general aviation portables that are, you know, going in the, in the back of, you know, Cessnas or something like that. You know, we, we have really highly engineered, highly complex systems that, you know, that are, are used in some of the most complex aircraft in the, in the world. So we've got a great customer base. I've got engineers on staff, um, you know, and, and going back, you know, we talked about, you know, going back through the course of my career, you know, I, I, you know, I was at Goodrich Engine Control Systems in GE and we were running environmental tests mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But we're in the middle of a DO-160 qual right now uh, on, this, on this system for Leonardo. And it's, you know, it's, it's perfect. And, and it's funny because my engineers, this is, this is one of the first DO-160 qual tests that they've run. So I'm actually uh, able to bring something to the table in, in the discussions, which is good because it gives me a lot of credibility with the team. How many employees do you have? I got 12 employees. Okay. I don't, so, I don't, I don't count my wife as an employee, even though she's the CFO. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> as is mine. Um, the, uh, so 12 employees, couple engineers, production and yeah, repairs. Production, um, you know, I've got two quality guys and, uh, we're, we're, um, I've got two sales and customer service people. So, so let's talk about going back from a uh, big company to small company. I mean, you're all of a sudden now you're investing your own money and a lot of people are like, Hey, I want to make a change. You know, it's scary. Um, yep. You know, if I've got to use my own, you know, making a change from a big company to a small company is scary for a lot of people pulling dollars out of their pocket and actually buying a company. Yeah. You know, that's gotta be yeah. scary as hell. You're, you're betting on yourself. What's uh, what do you say to that? It is, it is not for everybody. And, and actually, I mean, as you know, gen- general management running a company is not for, for everybody, but it's when you, when it's your own money, um, you know, it, it takes it really to a, to a much different level, but you know, on any given day, you know, running a small business like we do, you know, there is nobody else. There's nobody else to do the things that need to get done, whether it's figuring out how we process credit cards or coming up with a new 401k program, um, or figuring out how to, how to run a qual test on a, on a oxygen solenoid, you know, and dealing with customers, uh, which is really my the favorite thing that I love to do is, is to be with our customers. So, you know, every day, every hour, you're shifting gears and doing something different. And, and really what, what the mindset you have to have, and it's hard when you get to a certain point in your career is, you know, every day you need to be learning and yeah. you need to be learning completely different things. And, and I love it. And, and people who I know who run small businesses, um, cause I, I've got a good network of people who own small businesses, whether it's HVAC or a law firm or, you know, whatever it is, uh, machine shops every day is a learning experience. And you really have to be open to that, um, on a, on a daily hourly minute by minute basis. Um, and if you are, you can be really successful. Yeah. 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 Look, I was thinking about it. Yeah. So today I, I, you know, I've, I've got a search on going and we're kind of laughing because the client likes me. They love me. They're like, you're a junkyard dog. I'm like, look, when you're a small business owner, you are a down in the trenches, junkyard dog. There is yeah. nowhere to hide. I mean, it's, it's a compliment. There's nowhere to hide. Your reputation is on the line every day. There's nobody to point, there's nobody to, point to. Um, Yeah, you're right. That's it. It's, and, it, and, and it, you know, and every day when you, when you, you know, when you finish up and, and you get into bed, you know, every day 
that company has your fingerprints on it. Everything that goes on has your fingerprints on it. And, you know, I just, I love that. I love that at, at, you know, the other companies that I ran, but, uh, but I really love it here, you know, because you're building, you're building, you know, something sustainable for you and your family. And, and that, that means a lot, you know, when, when you think about, you know, the long, long-term, what this means for, for your family, you know, and, and that there is no net that this has to work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty powerful and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's scary, but it's like, you know, diving into, you know, cold water. It's great. How do you, you yeah. How do you instill that sense of responsibility on your employees? I mean, look, you're, you know, you've got 12 people you're, you feel yeah. responsible for. It's like, Hey, I want them to have great jobs. I want them to, you know, be successful and thrive. And, you know, on the flip side though, you know, a lot of the difficulty, you know, managers have is that, Hey, look, how do I get them to understand that if this fails, I'm, you know, it's catastrophic. Yeah. You go get another job for me. Yeah. It's catastrophic. I mean, it's, I uh, think some of it is, some of it is leading by example. Um, you know, when I, when I came in, there was a lot of uncertainty as to what was going to happen to the business. This, this, this could have gone a bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. So when I came in and we had our first all hands that, that Thursday night, and we started talking about things like customers, you know, and what customers mean and what customers mean to each of us. And then, you know, when I, when I related to them, the responsibility that I feel for their livelihoods and for, you know, their kids and, you know, education and being able to go out and, you know, go on vacation and, and, you know, that, that sense of responsibility that, that I felt, um, and that, you know, we were going to stay in Mm -hmm. Florida in our location and that we were going to grow the business and that I did want this to be successful. You know, they, they, I, I believe, and, and I, and I feel that they, um, they want to be a part of that because, you know, they, they could have been bought by a bigger company that would have, they would have just come in with their, you know, with their minions and it would have been their way. And, you know, that would have been it. Um, and I think now there's a sense of collective ownership of the outcome. And, and I'm very grateful for that, uh, with, with my team. And then in terms of the leading by example, um, you know, it's, it's, it's getting it done no matter what, and, and really showing the employees how important the customer is. And, and, you know, I'll give you an example earlier this week, we had a, we had a customer, we had, we shipping has been a real nightmare the last couple of weeks, both, both of the big shipping companies have been really, really difficult to deal with, with losing packages and stuff. And we had some stuff that went up to a vendor a ways from here, about four hours. And, um, you know, it had gotten lost in transit and it went up to the, finally made it up to the vendor, but we were late with our customer. And I said, the heck with it. I'm going to go get the parts myself. And I hopped in my truck and four and a half hours, I went and got the truck, got the parts and, you know, and, and, and brought them back. And the next morning, the guys were working on them and we got it out that night for the customer. And I think that level of dedication and, and just getting it done, you know, they, they see that and, you know, it's modeling that behavior. And, and then honestly, any, I didn't do anything extraordinary. Any business owner would have done that if it meant taking care of their customers. Yeah. No. Hey, look, that's the, uh, that's the part of entrepreneur. That's part of being small. It's an entrepreneur. It's like, Hey, yep. look, I'll, I'll come up and I will, 
hand deliver these things to you. My father-in-law used to run a travel agency. He's 93. He used to run a travel agency. He would literally hand deliver tickets to people at their door. And yep. he ran a, you know, he was very successful that way. And that's, that's part of entrepreneurship. Yeah. Do you, do you, and, go ahead. Oh, and, and the, and the customers have been great too. One of the things that I love to do is um, I get, I get copied on, on when a customer leaves a voicemail, I, I get copied on it and I'll pick up the phone and I, I'll call them and, you know, talk to them and ask them about their airplane and tell them a little bit about what we're doing and get their feedback and, you know, I was, the reason I was late today was I was having lunch with a customer who actually flew in, uh, bought one of our, one of our uh, big connected, uh, connected bottles that we just, that we just brought to market and for his RV 10. And I wanted to meet him and see his airplane. And we, we hooked it up and I showed him how to hook it up to his iPhone and went out to lunch. And, but I got a lot of great feedback on how he's going to use it and what he thinks about it and how he, how he uh, came to um, you know, reach out to us over, over our website. So that's the stuff that I really like to do. And, and you get that feedback, that immediate feedback, right. Uh, from talking, talking to customers that, you know, you don't get in a, in a bigger company when it's, and now it's you get, filtered. and now you get into the, you know, the clubs, you know, there's, there's plenty of RV 10 clubs out there and you're, you, oh, yeah. you, know, you, you, you here's how, yeah, here's how to optimize our system for your, for your airplane. Um, yeah. it's direct, it's, it's direct feedback. Um, do your, do your employees feel that sense of entrepreneurship too? I mean, do they, do they like the small company feel? I mean, do they yeah, I think so. When I, when I had one-on-ones with, um, with all of my hourly staff and I got to know them a little bit very early on. Uh, that was, that was really important to me to spend, you know, an hour or so just learning about what their backgrounds were and they all came from big companies. Um, you know, there's a lot of big aerospace companies in Florida, you know, a lot of them have moved or whatnot, and we were able to pick them up and, and they're great, they're great people. They're, they're, they're very hard workers. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, by and large, we do have a really shared sense of, you know, we're, we're going to go conquer the world. And, you know, um, from a, just from a business perspective, I'm, I'm very competitive and, you know, we keep a tab on our competitors and what they're doing and, you know, what our customers are saying about us and, and them. And, you know, I, I pass around information when, you know, when we get a positive review or something or a nice letter from a, from a customer, I pass that around and, you know, I make them feel like they're part of the process. And, and I think that means a lot to them too, that, you know, when, when they're in and they're assembling a regulator or something and, and, you know, that regulator, I'm with a customer and, you know, in a, in a couple of days and we're, you know, we're, we're using it. In, in the customer's airplane, um, you know, I, I, that, that immediate connection is, is a lot different than I think you get in a big company. How are you empowering? How you, you, know, do you, you know, you're not a micromanager. I know you well. Uh, how do you empower people? So um, by, really by outcomes. Uh, one of the things that we're doing is we've, we're setting up a Kanban system uh, to pull uh, parts not parts, but, but end items that we can ship to customers to speed uh, the order to remittance cycle. So when a customer orders something over the website, um, you know, my CTQ is I want that out next day. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to wait for it to be built. It's, it should be an off-the-shelf item. So um, we've got a, one of our quality guys, actually a manufacturing engineer by background. And, um, you know, when I had my one-on-one with him, he was very excited about you know, some of the things that we were talking about in terms of process improvements. And, you know, he's, he stepped up and said, Hey, I want to be a part of that. 
um, give me a project. And so basically I said, um, you know, let's set up a Kanban and, you know, let's see if we can do some visual, um, you know, this, this isn't, this is stuff that every, every company is doing, but let's set up some visual inventory, you know, so when I walk into the inventory area, I can see exactly what's, what's there and what we need to be, uh, you know, to be building to make sure that we can take care of our customers. And he's, you know, he said, you know, okay, well, I'll put together a plan and I'll present it to you and, you know, then we can go do it. And I said, no, I said, you go do it and then we'll test it. And then if it doesn't work, you're going to fix it. And I said, I don't, I don't need to know what your plan is. You know what you're doing better than I do. And, um, you know, so today to the, this morning, actually, you know, we did a quick demo and it works really well. So, um, you know, so it's, it's really, you know, it's only been 90 days. But it's, you know, just starting to build that, that trust that, hey, if you see something, you know, it's almost like, our, it's almost like a safety policy in, a, in, a, in an aviation organization where, you know, if you see something and you don't fix it, yeah. you know, you're just as culpable as, as, uh, as, as the person who actually, you know, did that. Right. So, you know, that's, that's um, you know, it's not even say, you know, if, if you see something, say something. It's if you see something, damn well better fix it. Right. And, uh, and, and that's, that's what I'm trying to instill. And it, you know, it takes a little bit of time and it takes time, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's really just building up that trust. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. What's the goal? I mean, so you, you bought the company, you're, you're sort of, you're 90 days into it. Your fingernails are probably a little bit short. Um, but you know, I know you got a lot of optimism. What's yeah. the, uh, what's your goal? So, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm an optimist by nature. And, and I think, so short term, my goal is to uh, deintegrate the company from the parent company that we bought the business from. Right now, a lot of our systems are still integrated. So, you know, so the first 90 days was really discovery, uh, setting up our financial systems and whatnot. And now the second 90 days is going to be execution of, of all of the things that we found. So, you know, and this is what I talked about, about being an entrepreneur and all of the things that you need to do. So we've got to come up with, or we just implemented a new time and attendance system, a new 401k system, a new insurance policies. Um, you know, we're, we're de- implementing a new ERP system and we're doing a move. So that's the next 90 days. Wow. <laughs> so, so that's really, you know, we really, the net, within the net, within six months, you know, I've got a vision of what I want this company to be in terms of, and it's a vision. It is a actual physical picture of where I want it to be, what I want it to look like on the inside, how I want the people to be, you know, acting, how I want the customers to feel. And, um, you know, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to get there in the next, in the next three to six months. What was your process? Um, what was your process? I mean, you know, see, so you, you you sort of see where you want it to be in six months. Your goal is what to double it, triple it. Uh yeah, I'd like to double the company. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in fact, so so one of the things that we've spent a lot of time doing is because we do have a retail brand. I've spent a lot of time on internet marketing, and my son is a CS major, and. Um, uh, you know, does computer programming and autonomous vehicles. And, you know, he's, he's, he's great. So he's really taken on our internet presence and our website and doing We're we're actually going to completely redo the website because we realized we took this, this one as far as we could. Um, and so I've told him that when we double the company, 
he'll uh, I'll get him a, a Mach One Mustang as a uh, as a company car. So that's his incentive, and that's part of it, right? Is incentivizing people in, in the right way. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to double the company. Uh, I think that would make it a, a good size. Um, you know, it would be of a size that I could step back a little bit and right. you know look at look at you know the next opportunity or whatnot. But you know, once once you get a taste of this drug of of buying companies and fixing them and growing them, uh, it does become addictive. And I'm already I'm already looking for you know the next opportunity. So I've already been talking to people and you know seeing what else is out there. So it's uh, it is it is addictive once you get once you get started on that. So it's but, it's a it's a, it's a scary time for a lot of people. I mean, I started my business during the financial crisis. So it was a little bit of a scary time. Yeah, you know, right now is a little bit of a scary time. What are you telling yep. folks that are a little bit nervous about where life has taken them and looking for you know looking for the opportunities and being open? Well, you know, right now there are yeah there are people that are running scared, and if you've got the ability to to pivot on that and, and take advantage of, of that. Um, you know, now's, now's the time to do it, you know, from a multiple, multiple perspective, um, you know, you, from a competitive comp competition perspective, you know, if you're out there looking for a business and, and I can't believe that there are a lot of people that are in a similar position. So whereas mm -hmm. honestly, whereas six months ago, you may have had 10 competitors looking at a business. Now you may have two, you know, so, if you have the ability, um, you know, now, now is when, now is when you make your money is, is in these downturns. Right. Yeah. That's where, 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 where the chaos is greatest. The, the, you know, the opportunity is too. Yeah. And, and the, you know, the, our customer base is really um, general aviation owners, uh, business aviation. So business aviation is coming back. You know, we all, we all see that it's coming back slowly. Um, and the general aviation space has been very active. Um, I've been, I've been pretty surprised at people with Bonanzas and Cirruses and Moonies. Uh, they're, they're buying aircraft, uh, and they're upgrading them. They're spending a lot of money on avionics upgrades, engine upgrades. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're riding that. So, um, that part of the market's actually been pretty strong. I've been very pleasantly surprised with that. Where do you see your opportunity moving forward? You know, there's probably two, two different, two different directions I can go. One is in, in terms of just in terms of acquisitions is going into uh, very similar companies and, and just, you know, just consolidating and, and aggregating, you know, that's uh, you know, that's one direction. And the other is, you know, do we really want to, can, can we take this company and start to bump up against some of the bigger players and, the reality is with all of the consolidation over the last 10 years, there's two big players now, um, you know, one in France and one that used to be based in Hartford now based up in Boston. That's it. Um, you know, I don't know if I want to poke those bears, <laughs> you know, that you, that's a, that's a big, big step. So, you know, we nibble around the edges, we find our opportunities and um, you know, I think, I think one of our opportunities is, is going to be in the MRO space. Mm -hmm. uh, on the oxygen systems. And, you know, we had some meetings about that over the last couple of weeks. Are, are there things that we can do to expand our capabilities? And, you know, having come out of the MRO side recently, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunities there, both inside the fence, working with 
established OEMs and then outside the fence with PMA uh, and doing and doing third party repairs. So you know we're we're evaluating that, um, and then you know new product development probably is going to be a refresh of of some of our existing product lines and make a more modern, producible things like that. So when Bill brought you this opportunity, great guy. Like, yep. You know, yeah. What what was the driving what was the driving decision to say, yeah, had you told him, hey, if you see something that you know looks good, I want to know about it first? Or no, you know, we I mean we I've known Bill and have flown with Bill and you know known him known him quite a while. So he's he's had a pretty good sense of of me and what my capabilities are. And you know, we had talked about this deal you know, at a, at a very high level, just, just as, as friends. And, you know, I started, I started thinking about it and I thought that I could add value here, you know, and, and I've looked at other deals where I've looked at it and I said, I personally cannot add value here. I don't have the right skill set. I don't mm -hmm. have the right, you know, the right expertise or, or, you know, the connections, especially in the, on the defense side, that's not really my strength, but, um, you know, from the, you know, the customers are, are people like me, general aviation pilots, uh, the products are highly engineered, which plays to my my engineering background. It's got a 145. It's got a component MRO, um, and uh, you know it's it's at a size that that we can manage. You know, my my wife and I as as co-owners. So I I looked at it and, and looked at where its strengths were, what it really needed. It needed somebody with an engineering background. It needed somebody with a relentless customer focus who could talk the language. I mean, I recently, I just gave a safety seminar through the FAA to a, to a pilot's association to talk for an hour about 91.211 and oxygen systems and pulse oximetry and, you know, and, and from, a, from a pilot's perspective and from a CFI perspective. And um, we got a lot of great, great feedback. And, and in fact, we'll be doing that podcast or that, that seminar nationally uh, in, in August. So, you know, when I looked at the deal, I said, this is somewhere, this is something that I can add value to. And, um, you know, the more I looked at it, the more I thought that um, I was the right owner for this. And that, again, this was the right opportunity for me. It's still scary, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's still scary. That's it's scary when, when, because, you know, it's funny that everything comes out of the woodwork when people hear that there's a new owner. So there's a lot of discovery. Right about things that, you know, no matter what you do in due diligence, there's still a lot of discovery. So, you know, we get phone calls and things like that. And we had planned for that. And, you know, we, we, we're, we're, we, we've planned for that, but yep. it's still, it's still very, it's still very scary. And, you know, you look at everything every day and you're like, why didn't, you know, why didn't people call today? Or, you know, yeah. why, why didn't, you know, why didn't this happen? Or why didn't that happen? And, you know, you take it a little personally and, you know, but tomorrow's another day and you just get up and you just keep going and, you know, everything's going to be great. That's awesome. And I'm having a great time. So that's, you know, that's a big part of it is I really wanted something that I would enjoy doing. And, you know, um, I really, I just, I love this. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the way I feel too. You know, it's, it's one of those things as an entrepreneur, you know, there's no easy day, but it's your day. And, it is your uh, day. It's your day. So, yeah. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, Aerox.com is our website, A-E-R-O-X. Uh, my email is scott at Aerox.com, S-C-O-T-T. -T. 
that's the best way. And I'm on LinkedIn. We're on all of the social media. Um, so, so I'm, I am very, very findable. Um, Thanks for coming on. It is my pleasure, Craig. Thanks so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com, or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.